We're going to go to the book of Numbers this morning in your Old Testament, the book of Numbers in chapter number 10. Numbers chapter 10. I know I say it often, but I say it because I mean it. I, I'm so thankful for the music around here. It honors and glorifies our God. And that's what it's all about. That's what this service is all about. We, we're not here to entertain. We're here to gain an audience of one. We want God to shine down on this service, look down on this service. And I'm very thankful for the hard work that goes into the music around here. Very thankful for it. Okay, Numbers chapter 10, and we'll begin our reading in verse number 1, and we're going to read down a little, and then we'll skip on down a little. And uh, if you'll follow along, I'll try to read this morning. Numbers 10, verse 1. The Bible says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Make thee two trumpets of silver, of a whole piece shalt thou make them, that thou mayest use them for the calling of the assembly, and for the journeying of the camps. And when they shall blow with them, all the assembly shall assemble themselves to the, at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And if they blow but with one trumpet, then the princes, which are heads of the thousands of Israel, shall gather themselves unto thee. When ye blow an alarm, then the camps that lie on the east part shall go forward. When ye blow an alarm the second time, then the camps that lie on the south side shall take their journey they shall blow an alarm for their journeys. But when the congregation is to be gathered together, ye shall blow, but ye shall not sound an alarm. And the sons of Aaron, the priests, shall blow the trumpets, and they shall be to you for an ordinance forever throughout your generations. And if ye go to war in your land against the enemy that oppresseth you, then ye shall blow an alarm with the trumpets. And ye shall be remembered before the Lord your God, and ye shall be saved from your enemies. Also in the day of your gladness, and in your solemn days, and in the beginnings of your months, ye shall blow with the trumpets over your burnt offerings, and over the sacrifices of your peace offerings, that they may be to you for a memorial before your God. I am the Lord your God. Now skip down with me all the way to verse number 29, if you would, please. Numbers 10, verse 29. Uh, there the Bible says, And Moses said unto Hobab, the son of Raguel, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, We are journeying unto a place of which the Lord said, I will give it to you. Come thou with us, and we will do thee good. For the Lord hath spoken good concerning Israel. And he said unto him, I will not go, but I will depart to mine own land. And to my kindred, and he said, Leave us not, I pray thee, for as much as thou knowest how we are to encamp in the wilderness, and thou mayest be to us instead of eyes. And it shall be, if thou go with us, yea, it shall be, that what goodness the Lord shall do unto us, the same will we do unto thee. If you'll leave your Bible open there, we're going to revisit a few of these verses as we get into the message uh, that I've entitled, Directions for a Wonderful Journey. I am so very thankful for the life that God has given me, and it's been a great journey. 
I'm excited about the message. Can you tell? No, no, really, I am. I'm excited about it. I'm going to try to preach. I'm going to try to preach loud enough I can keep the campers awake. May have to holler every once in a while. Anyway, let's pray. We'll get on into it. Heavenly Father, we love you, and we're thankful that we can because you first loved us. And we're thankful, Lord, that you have set us on a journey once we've met the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. And we're thankful for the Word of God that we have before us. And we ask that you illuminate it by your Word. We pray that you'd speak to the hearts of believers and help us to be strengthened. And Lord, if there's someone here that does not know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, they've never truly trusted Christ as their Savior, that you would deal with them, that you would speak to them, that you would convince them and convict them that the most important decision they'll ever make before they leave this life is trusting Christ. Help us now, Lord. Give us boldness and liberty to preach. I just pray you give us clarity of mind and help us to speak well. We thank you for what you're going to do. For We ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for standing for the reading of the Word of God. And please do be seated. If we were to look back to chapter number 9, we would see that the people had been camped around Mount Sinai for about a year or so. And the presence of the Lord was very, very real uh, to them. Upon the dedication of the tabernacle, the Lord settled upon it. He was manifest in a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. He was always there. He was always there. And the people were aware that he was there. Excuse me. Had it been a cloud only, then they could have not seen it at night. And if it had been a pillar of fire only, uh, it scarce could have been seen in the bright wilderness sun where they were out there. But God's presence was very evident. And that is the type of our salvation. That is the start of our journey. When we trust Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, God comes to dwell in us by the person of the Holy Spirit. And He is there day and night. He's always there with us. He's promised never to leave us. He's promised never to forsake us. He will be there. Over in Deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 1, the Bible says, When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies... And seest horses and chariots and a people more than thou, be not afraid of them. For the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. What a mighty God we serve. Oh no, he's there to help us to conquer the battles that we face in this life. And we also know that the cloud lifted when they moved. And when it lifted, the people followed. And when the cloud settled, uh, the people camped. Uh, They moved, they were moved, get this now, they were moved by the presence of the Lord up to this time. But there's going to be a change. There's going to be a change. God's way of directing their journey was about to be different. So a word was given to Moses. Look at verse 1 again there, if you will. It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Make thee two trumpets of silver, of a whole piece shalt thou make them, that thou mayest use them for the calling of the assembly and for the journeying of the camps. So he said, the Lord comes to Moses, he said, make some trumpets of silver, uh, not cast, but beaten. Take two pieces of silver, beat them out, and make trumpets out of them. Psalm chapter 12 and verse number 6 
The Bible says the words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. So we can parallel this, I believe, with the Word of God. With the Word of God. And we also know this. Trumpets are made to be blown. They're made to be blown. Isaiah 58 verse 1 says, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression, and the house of Jacob their sins. Uh, Preaching can be loud. Well, preacher, you know, I mean, you know, trumpets, they have that thing that, you know, that you can put in them and they don't have to be loud. Well, yeah, but I'm not going to preach with a sock in my mouth. I'm not going to do that. No, no, not at all. So, God, who had manifested his presence, listen now, by cloud and by the pillar, was now choosing to give direction by the blowing of the trumpet. By the blowing of the trumpet. Look, when we start our journey by meeting God face to face, coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior through repentance and faith, we become aware of His presence. Somebody say amen. Amen. It happens. No, no, we're saved. And He is there day and night. He is always there with us. And then He places us in a place where we can hear the trumpet sounding. No, no, no. I'm talking about the local New Testament church. There is no universal church. I'll say it again. There is no universal church. The only church you can find in this Bible is a local New Testament visible church. There's no, no, there's no universal church, not some invisible work. And then he begins to guide us. He begins to guide us as we are willing, as we are willing to listen and respond by the blowing of the trumpet. I'm going to say it again. Then he begins to guide us as we are willing to listen and respond by the blowing of the trumpet. Really, it doesn't matter if you come to church every service, week after week, month after month, year after year, and hear the preaching of the Word of God unless you're willing to respond to the preaching of the Word of God. You have to be willing. No, no, no. As God speaks to your heart, you have to be willing to respond. You know what? A lot of people do not have victory in their Christian life. They don't have victory in their Christian life because they won't respond to God when God speaks to their heart. They won't humble themselves. They won't drop their pride. They won't come to an altar. They won't make things right with God and with others because they have too much pride in them. And because of that, they are not living the Christian life that God would have them to live. We have to be willing, certainly, to come and hear the Word of God, but we have to be willing to respond to the Word of God, because God will not force us to do anything. And so, and then verse number three says this, and when they shall blow with them, all the assembly shall assemble themselves to, to thee at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. So the church service includes this, it includes the fellowship of the saints. I know, and I love that part. I love it when we gather all together. I love the good spirit. I love to speak to my brothers and sisters in Christ. I love that, I love that part. And it includes, it includes singing praises to our great God and Savior. Absolutely so. And I love that part. Man, I love it. No, I love it. The singing this morning, man, oh man, it was good. And I enjoy it. I mean, I really enjoy it. I'm telling you, last Sunday night when all of y'all were going to camp and there was just some of us left in here, then I, when we sang, I had to listen to me. 
It was pitiful. It was, I was, it was bad. It was bad. But when we're gathered together, we sing loud enough, you drown me out. It's just a wonderful thing. Anyway, we get to sing praises under our God, but under our God. But the center of every service is to be the preaching of God's word. It all leads up to the preaching of his word. That's God's plan. It is God's plan. This isn't something that Moses dreamed up by himself. This isn't the plan of some power-hungry man that's trying to run your life. No, 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 no. This, this, this preaching of the word was designed by God. Please listen to this. Was designed by God to better help you on your journey by the direction of his road map. And I'm talking about that old Bible. Oh, no, no, no. Verse number five. And when you blow the alarm, when the camps, uh, 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 then the camps that lie on the east part shall go forward. And when you blow an alarm the second time, then the camps that lie on the south side shall take their journey. They shall blow an alarm for, for their journeys. So his plan is for us to hear his directions for our lives and then to go forward with them. <clears throat> oh, oh, pastor, pastor boy, that was such a, that was such a, that was such a message. That was so good. That was just so good. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful anytime God lets the messages be good, but it's not all about just the message being good. It's about you taking that in your heart and walking out that door and then walking out that door or that door and getting in your car and going out and living it. It's about living the life that God would have you. It's about going forward with God, with what God would have you to do. Absolutely so. Go forward. And you know, what? God's simple direction for our life, please get this, God's simple direction for our life will make our path much clearer. We're on a journey once we get saved. And He will make our path clearer. John chapter 8 and verse number 12, the Bible says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. 1 John chapter 1 verse 7, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. Hallelujah. So we're walking with him. Now, I'm here to tell you this morning, you're not going to have a very good journey if you're not attending all the church services. You're not going to have a very good journey if you're not reading your Bible. You're not going to have a very good journey if you're not praying every day. You're not going to have a very good journey if you're not submitting yourself to God the way he says that we're submitting ourselves to him. Luke chapter 6 and verse 46 says, And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? No, no, God said that. I didn't say that. Why, why, call ye, why, why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Look, if you fight against the simple things, if you fight against the simple things, don't expect clear guidance in your life through the hard times. Do as God says. Do what God says. It's that simple. And it will help you when your enemies arise. Oh no, look at verse number 9. And if you go to war in your land against the enemy that oppresseth you, then ye shall blow an alarm with the trumpets, and ye shall be remembered before the Lord your God, and ye shall be saved from your enemies. So take the things that you learn from the sounding of the trumpet, and let them deliver you from those things that come against you, because they will. I was really hoping for more amens there. I'm telling you, if we'll take the things that we learn from the teaching and the preaching of God's Word, and we use those correctly, they will help us when the enemies come against us. 
It's just absolutely a fact. Psalm chapter 68 verse 1, the Bible says, Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. I'm telling you, God is still all powerful and he can give us victories that we cannot attain on our own. We just need to be willing to do things his way. I know I'm saying the fear and the depression, the addictions, whatever the case, do not have to rule your life. They don't have to rule your life. Jesus came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. He came to set the captives free. He desires that we have the joy of the Lord in our life. But we cannot fight the enemies on our own. We will be overcomers as we give heed to his word. We need to follow him. Revelation chapter 17 verse 14 says this, These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is the Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. Oh, I love it. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 19, we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. The preaching of God's word on a regular basis will keep it in our remembrance. Who is giving us the victory on our journey? I said it will keep us in our remembrance, keep it in our remembrance Who is giving us the victory on our journey? It is Him. Anything that I am that is good is because of Him. Any victory that I win is because of Him. No, no, any success that I have in my spiritual life is because of Him. It's because of Him and because of taking heed to His Word and what He has for us. In verse number 10, He says this, I am the Lord your God. Come on, He's talking to believers. I am the Lord your God. You can't do it on your own. You can't do it without God. You can't do it without his word guiding you along the way. Quit fighting against God and allow him to guide your way. He's there for you. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. He is there. But as we follow him, the journey grows sweeter. As we follow him. No, as we follow him. I'll say it again, as we follow him. I mean, truly follow him. The journey grows sweeter. Oh no! Okay, look down verse 29. We're, we're, we're making great time here. Verse 29. And Moses said unto Hobab, the son of Raguel, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, we are journey, journeying unto the place of which the Lord said, I will give it you. Come thou with us, he says to his father-in-law, and we will do thee good. For the Lord has spoken good concerning Israel. Excuse me. Moses, because of being raised the son of Pharaoh in Egypt, could have had, I want you to get this, could have had Everything this world has to offer. You know, being raised as Pharaoh's son in Egypt, Moses could have had everything this world has to offer. But he chose the better. Over in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24, the Bible says, By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. 
choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. He chose the better. He chose the better. You know, we all have to choose to get on the right path for our journey. No, I'm looking at all of you. And I'm talking about me too. We all have to choose. We have to make the choice to get on the right path for the journey. And let me say this. No, no, look up here. Let me say this. No one can make that choice for you. No, look up here. Look up here. No one can make that choice for you. You have to make that choice on your own. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much encouragement others may be to you. And we should encourage others, shouldn't we? Somebody say amen. We should encourage one another. Exhort one another. I mean, try to build up one another. We should do all those things. But it really doesn't matter how much someone may exhort you or encourage you to get on the right path. You still have to make the decision. Because you're not going to stay on that path unless you make the decision to stay on that path. Now, I'll say it again. You're not going to stay on that path unless you make the decision to stay on that path. That's the only way it's going to happen. It's the only way it's going to happen. People say, well, you know, well, you know, but, you know, it can be hard. I'm in agreement with that. It can be hard at times. Absolutely so. Oh, yeah, it can be a struggle. It can be a battle. Come on. Come on. When we decide to do right, we're in a fight, aren't we? Absolutely. We are. No, I understand that. I understand that completely. But that's when we have to, that's when we have to be determined with our decision that we're going to do what God would have us to do. And we're going to stay on the path that God would have us to stay upon. I mean, we have to make that decision. And, and, and it's not like we just have to make it one time. I'm thankful for every decision that was made at camp. Hallelujah to God. And I look forward to hearing some of them. But I'm telling you, no, no, no. We made a decision. We're going to follow God. And we're going to get this out of our life. And we're going to do the right thing. Well, you'll probably have to make that decision today. And tomorrow. And possibly the day after tomorrow. And possibly next week and next month and next year. No, no, no. We have to continue to make the decision to stay on that path. Don't we? Because there are things that shine out on this way. And there's things that are sparkly over here. And there's things that want to draw us away from God over here. And we have to decide we're going to stay on that straight and narrow that God put us on. And it has to be a decision that we make not just one time. We continue to make it through the rest of our life. I want to go the way that God would have me to go. It's so important that we do. We have to choose to do that. Nobody can keep you on that path but you. But you. You preachers, you just think you're going to run our life and do everything. Let me just stop right there. I have a hard enough time running my own life. And we're not even going to bring up Miss Pam because she's watching. I have a hard time running. I don't even try to run her life. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't run anybody's life. And I don't want to run anybody's life. But I do want to tell people what God says about this thing. Because I have seen it over and over. Those that choose to get on that path. And stay on that path. And choose it over again. And maybe they stumble. And maybe they fall. And maybe they make mistakes. But they get up and they choose to get back on the path. And get back on the way. I've seen great victories along the way. Absolutely so. Man, I've seen their life just flourish. I've seen it grow. I've seen them be blessed along the way. But the ones that won't make that decision, the ones that won't be strong in the faith, the ones that won't follow the Word of God, the ones that just decide they're going to do what they want to do no matter what anybody says to them, I'm telling you, I've seen that also. And I've seen failure. I've seen, I've seen destruction. I've seen things that I don't even want to talk about. We have to choose to go the way that God would have us to go. And it is a choice. It is a choice. 
And here's the thing. God will try to direct you, but he will not force you. He's not going to force you. Come on, stay with me here. He's not going to force you. But he'll try to direct you. The way you go, the path that you're on is of your own decision. I'm going to say it again. The way you go, the path that you're on, it's of your own decision. Well, you just don't know. You just don't understand. And look, I'm not taking away anything that may have happened in the past or anything in your life. I don't want to take anything away from that. But all of us have to make a decision that we're going to go the way that God would have us to go. And really, no, no, listen to me. Really, it doesn't matter what has gone on in the past. Because we have a great God that will help us with our future. He will help you today and tomorrow and the next day and on it goes. Absolutely so. He is here for us. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21 says this, And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee saying, This is the way. Walk ye in it when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. God tries to direct us, doesn't he? Oh, come on. If we know Christ is our Savior, the Holy Spirit of God lives in us, Christ tries to direct us. Absolutely so. That still small voice that's in there saying, oh, no, don't look at that. Oh, no, don't watch that. Oh, oh, no, don't go there. Oh, no, don't say that. Oh, oh, no, don't. No, no, stop that. Come on. It's there, isn't it? Somebody say amen. It's very real. Come on. I'm not talking about some dead religion where you have some, mm, where you have some guy that has to tell you everything to do. No, 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 no. I'm talking about a relationship with Jesus Christ where the Holy Spirit of God lives in you and he directs or tries to direct your life. Sure. Yeah. Joshua 24, 15. If it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your, fa- which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. As, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. <clears throat> choose. Choose, choose, choose. Come on, that leaves the ball in your court. I'm here to tell you, you can choose to be bitter or you can choose to be happy. You can choose to have everyone serve you or you can choose to serve others. You can choose a life of sin or you can choose a life that glorifies God. It is left up to you to choose. Come on, he said to his father-in-law, come down with us. Daddy-in-law had to make a decision, didn't he? Come down with us. As you encourage people along the way, some won't want it. Not everybody will want it. Verse 30. And he, his his daddy-in-law, said to him, to Moses, I will not go. But I'll depart to mine own land and to my kindred. I'm going to do what I want to do. No, no, that's what he said. I'll not go. I'm not going to do it. Come 
on, we try to encourage people to live for God. We try to exhort them. To edif- we, 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 we do what we can. Come on, you'll hear things like this. Oh, you know, come on, that stuff might work for you. But, you know, you just don't understand my circumstances. You don't know my past. You don't know what's going on. I, you know, I, you just go ahead and live your life and I'll live mine. No, come on, if you've ever tried to help very many people, you've heard that somewhere along the way. No thanks, you got your whatever you got, and you know, you just go do whatever you want to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. Well, let me say this. Don't let friends or family keep you from God's victories. I'm going to say it again. Don't Don't let friends or family keep you from God's victories. You do what God wants you to do. You listen to Him and go His way. You trust Him. And I love this because Moses, he was pretty insistent. He didn't stop. No, no, he didn't say, well, whatever. Oh, look at verse 31. It says, and he said, Moses did, leave us not, I pray thee. For as much as thou knowest how we are to encamp in the wilderness, and thou mayest be to us instead of eyes. So he was pretty insistent. Now get this, Moses Moses left the old life. He left the old life, all the glitter, all the glamour, all the niceties, all the palaces, all that stuff. He left the old life and followed God. Come on, and if you've read the Bible, you know that Moses has been through some trials. He's been through some struggles. He's had some hard times along the way. But through it all, he has seen God work greatly and desires, to, and desires that others would journey with him. Moses has been through some hard times but he's seen God work tremendously because he just kept following God come on he didn't get upset Well, I thought if I was going to follow God, everything would just fall in place and good grief. And now this happened and that happened and things just aren't working out the way that I thought that would work out. God doesn't always work the way that we want him to work. Sometimes God allows us to go through different things to try us and to teach us and to mold us and to make us into something that he can use along the way. Moses had been through a lot of things, absolutely so. But he had seen God work miraculously in his own life. And he knew that it was God that did it. So he, he wanted to encourage others to go the way that God would have them to go because he knew that they would be blessed also. Preacher, why don't you just holler at us week after week to live for God, live for God, read your Bible, come to church, read your Bible, pray. Why don't you keep hollering at us? Because I know it's the best life that you could ever live if you'll follow. I know that. I know that. How do you know that? Because of my own life. It's, it's not like that, that Miss Pam and I haven't had struggles. It's not like we haven't had trials. It's not like we haven't been through a lot of fire along the way. But we have tried very hard to stay on that path because we have seen God work miracle after miracle after miracle. And so we are determined to try to get people to join along with us. Because I want people to be blessed. I want them to be blessed. I want to see families blessed. I want to see marriages blessed. I want to see children blessed. I want to see jobs blessed. I want to see people blessed. 
Once we decide to follow the Lord and allow Him to give us some victories along the way, it will become our desire to try and get others to come along with us. Man, you ought to come. You ought to see what God's doing here. You know, sitting down with someone that's struggling with which way to go and and being able to give them reassurance that God will guide and protect them along the way is one of the greatest joys that you will ever experience in your Christian life. Come on, God can see you through this. Let me tell you what God has done in my life. Let me show you what the Word of God says about what you're going through at this time. Let me show you how God can help you through this. Come on, God hasn't allowed rough places on your journey to wash you out. No, 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 no. He's allowed them that you might grow stronger and be able to help some travelers along the way. Encourage those that oppose themselves. Encourage them. Encourage them. Continue to encourage them. Because you can become a guide on a journey for someone else. Oh, it's a wonderful thing. Okay, look at verse 32. And it shall be, if thou go with us, yea, it shall be, that what goodness the Lord shall do unto us, the same we will do unto thee. There are those that oppose themselves, aren't there? Come on, look up here. I'm writing it down. There are those that oppose themselves out there, aren't there? Well, I don't think God can help me. No, he's pretty big. He can pretty much help anybody that will lean on him, depend upon him, look unto him. Absolutely so. Come on, that's what we have to tell people sometimes, don't we? Come on, the devil does his work well, doesn't he? To get people despondent and depressed. And well, you know, I mean, you know, God did that for you, Brother Marshall. He pulled you out of the drug world and all that. But I just don't see how that could ever work in my life. I'm telling you, God is powerful enough that he didn't waste all of his energy working on me. He can help you too. Oh, absolutely so. Absolutely so. Well, what are we supposed to do? Well, befriend them. Allow them to see how God has worked in your life. I mean, don't be afraid to share some of the struggles that he's brought you through. As God has blessed you, be a blessing to them. Okay, I'm going to read that verse again. Look at verse 32 again. And it shall be, if thou go with us, daddy-in-law, yea, it shall be that what goodness the Lord shall do unto us, the same he will do unto thee. Oh, wait a minute, it doesn't say that. No, I want you to see this. It doesn't say that. It says this, the same will we do unto thee. It's good to try to be a blessing to other people, isn't it? It's good to encourage people, isn't that? And here's the thing. Well, some just won't listen. Understand that. Understand that. But if they will listen, as God has blessed you, be a blessing to them. And if they will listen, listen, and follow you as you follow the Lord, you can be a part of the grand plan that God has for all of us 
leading people in the way. So Hobab, he was encouraged by, and from what I can tell, he therefore followed Moses' leading. Well, how, do you, how can you say that, preacher? Judges chapter 4, verse 11 says this. Judges 4, 11 says this. Now, Heber the Kenite, which was of the children of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses, had severed himself from the Kenites and pitched his tent unto the plain of Zanium, which is by Kadesh. So I'm just figuring that since the children of Hobab were in Canaan, then Hobab must have made that journey. <laughs> okay, it doesn't excite you, but it does me. Because Hobab made the right decision. And not only, not only was he blessed by it, but his children were blessed by it. And his grandchildren were blessed by it. You can bet on it. Absolutely so. Yep, 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 yep. So your journey starts with uh, coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, accepting him as your personal savior. And from there, God places you in a local New Testament, Bible-believing, Bible-preaching uh, Baptist church. I'll go ahead and say it. Come on, you're sitting in one, so I can say it. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah. And as you give heed to God's Word, as you're willing to give heed to God's Word, God will direct you on your journey and keep you from making wrong turns. I said, as you heed God's Word, He will help you on your journey. And He can keep you from making wrong turns. The greatest thrill of getting to that place where you can encourage someone along the way to go with you on the journey. God's way is the best way. <laughs> God's way is the best way. And the only way that you will ever experience the life that he came to give us, the only way you'll ever experience that, Is by following him. So before you leave today. This place. Make sure you're on the right path. If you're not on the right path. Determine to get on the right path. Don't let this just be another service that passes without making decisions to live that life, to live the life that God has for you. You know what floors me? I'm right at done. You know what floors me? It floors me that we can go to camp and get up on the mountain and the preaching goes on and boy, people respond left and right, left and right. Man, they're coming to the altar. I mean, people responding, making decisions, all these different things. Is not the God of the mountain the God of the plains? Does, does, does he just seem to work different in your life when you're up there than when you're down here? Um, I don't think his uh, power, I don't think his hand is that shortened. Anytime that God speaks to our heart, we need to make the decisions to do the things that he would have us to do. Because it makes for a wonderful journey. Yes, amen. A wonderful journey. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Would you bow your head with me for a moment? Our heads are bowed. Or 
eyes are closed for just a moment, if you will. I appreciate that. Thank you for your attention this morning. It might be that uh, you would have to say, Preacher, God spoke to my heart this morning about some things going on in my own life. Some things need to be dealt with. And Preacher, I, I, I need to make some decisions. Would you pray with me that I would go ahead and make those decisions this morning? I want to pray with you like that. God spoke to your heart. Will you just slip your hand up wherever you're at and just let me pray with you about that. I, I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to point you out. just want to pray with you. Yeah, Preacher, God spoke to my heart. God bless your honesty there and there, across there, down there, back there. Thank you so much for your honesty back there. Thank you so much for that over here. Thank you. Thank you for your honesty. I do want to pray for you. I do. I do. Might be there's someone here that say, Preacher, I'm not sure I'm saved. I'm not sure I have ever made Christ my personal Savior. Would you remember me in prayer? I'd like to do that. Would you slip up your hand wherever you're at and just let me pray for you that way? God bless your honesty right there. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, others. Thank you. Yep, yep. Back there. God bless you. Thank you very much. You may put your hands down. You didn't raise your hand before. You want to raise it now? Yeah, preacher, I'm not sure that I've ever trusted Christ as my Savior. Would you please pray for me when you pray for the others? I want to do that. Would you allow me to do that? Just slip your hand up. I'll acknowledge it. We'll move right along. Right along. But I'd like to pray for you. Right there. God bless you, sir. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for that. We'd love an opportunity to show you how you can know that for sure. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray this morning for those that have already made their way to the altar and those that need to. I don't know how you may have spoken to someone's heart. I don't know what their spiritual walk is. I don't know what the battles they're facing. I don't know, but you know, and they know. And our desire, my desire, is that they would just come to you and lean upon you and trust you and allow allow you to guide their life. Lord, you're the one that can give them victory. You're the one that can help them through this. And I pray they'd even come this morning as you you deal with them. Then I pray for those that do not know Christ as their Savior. Father, that they might come this morning and let someone take them aside with a Bible and show them they can have that settled. They can trust Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, even today, Lord. And I pray that they would come. I I pray that you'd deal with their heart. I pray, God, that they would come to know Christ before it's too late. Bless this time of invitation. Move as only you can. We trust that you will. And we ask all of these things in Jesus Christ's name. Let's stand to our feet. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. Some have made their way to the altar. You need to come this morning. Why don't you come? Why don't you just come, let God have his way. Whatever, whatever he would want to do in your life. Whatever God wants you to do, just let him have his way. Would you do that? You need to know Christ as your Savior. Why don't you come this morning? Maybe you've put it off way too long. Why don't you go ahead, step out today. Let God have his way. Put your faith and trust in what Christ did for you all those years ago on that cruel, rugged cross. Would you come? Folks are praying. Plenty of time, plenty of room.
whatever God wants you to do.